Iruvin Daf Sadezayin. The last thing we were discussing was Rabbi Azar's words: If a person found uh, wide, uh, wide pieces of techelet in the street, there are sur. If you found strings the shape of tzitzit, there are kasher. And Rabbi asked the question: Who would go as far as to make tefillin a kamea, a good luck charm? And Rabbi Zera tried pushing uh, pushing Rava's question away, and Rava said, "Well, it sounds like it's a machloket tanaim." The same machloket with the new and old filin in our Mishnah, you could say is the same machloket with uh, strings of uh, techelet. Would someone go far enough to make uh, nice decorations on his uh, clothing in the sh- with the same shape and same color as the techelet? According to Rabbi Meir, you have to say that since he allows you to save new filin and old filin, that a person wouldn't go as far as to make tefillin a kamea, and according to Rabbi Uda, who says you're not allowed to carry the new ones, any, a person would go as far, and you have to say the same machloket legabe tzitzit, that according to Rabbi Meir, no one would go as far as to make a decoration on his clothing, the, the color and shape and everything of tzitzit, and according to Rabbi Uda, it would. And with that, we are starting the fourth line of Tzadeh Zayin Amud Aleph, by the Siman, Shetzei Atzbe Siman. So the Gemara now pushes away. Now that uh, the father of Shmuel Baravitz Hak said, What's Yeshanot? If it has straps that are knotted, you can see the Yud on the Shalyad, the Dalit on the Shalrosh. And Hadashot are Yeshban Ritzuot, Velom Kusharot. It has uh, straps, but they're not tied. And over there, Rabbi Yehuda would be Mahmir. And if we're already talking about um, Kusharot, that they're knotted or not knotted, maybe the reason is because you're not allowed to make a knot on Shabbat. Maybe it has nothing to do with Kamea or not a Kamea. No one will make a Kamea in the shape, or, or or no one will go as far as making the whole the whole tefillin process for a, for a good luck charm. And maybe the reason you can't take it out because you can't knot it on Shabbat. So the Gemara asks, then what's the problem? Do a fake knot, meaning not such a tight knot, uh, you know, make it like a bow tie or something. It sounds like you're saying that a loose knot is not kosher with tefillin. Abaye Amar, no, the reason Rabbi Yehuda doesn't allow you to make that bow tie on Shabbat, Rabbi Yehuda letame da Amar aniva keshirami alitai, he holds bow ties are mamash, uh, mamash, uh, not, it's the one that's asur on Shabbat, Yechayav Mishum Kosher. You have to say that Rabbi Meir argues and he holds that's not kosher, it's not making a real knot. And it sounds like from Abaye's words that Tamad Aniva Keshirami Alitahi that according to Rabbi Huda that it's a real knot. If it wasn't a real knot, Aniv Lehu, you should be able to make them into a bow tie and you're allowed to take them out on Shabbat. But wait a second, Rav Yuda said the name of Rav Shmuel Bar Shelat. The, the whole knotting process that we have in our tefillin today with the Dalit and the Yud and everything, that's Halakha Moshe Messinai, the Amar of Nachman, Venoyehen, the Bar, and that Sheen, that which is supposed to, it's supposed to be like an ornament, it's supposed to be coming out so I could see the Sheen. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be indented inwards, it should be indented outwards.
So how could you think that a bow would have been okay? No, the Gemara says, You bowed it, it means you, you tied it the right way, just you made it very loose. And we could fit what Abaye said according to the Yehudah. A person who buys tefillin from someone who's not an expert, and your goal is to sell all these tefillin to other people, and although you're not supposed to do it, Tosfot explains it's a bizui mitzvah to just buy tefillin with, uh, with like a like a cat in a sack. You have to first see what's uh, what 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 you have in there. Either way, you already bought it. What should you do? Mimish uh, again. So halokach tefillin. Mimish enom how you bought tefillin from a whole bunch of tefillin from someone who's not an expert. Bodek shtaim shaliyad. You take two tefillin shaliyads. You check it. Uh, see if what's uh, what's the story. Vehat shalrosh and take one tefillin shalrosh. Or shtaim shalrosh vehat shaliyad. Or take two shalroshes and one shaliyad. And if all three come out kasher, then you could you don't have to look into all the other ones. You you have a, they have a hazaka being kosher. So now the Gemara asks, Manavshach, wait a second, one way or another, if you're buying it from one person, why do you have to check Tfilin Shaliyad and Shalosh? Check or three Shaliyads, or check three Shalosh. If you bought from two, three different people, each one should need to be checked. Meaning either the man himself has a hazaka or there is no hazaka whatsoever. So the explains that you're buying it from one person. You want to see that he's an expert in writing tefillin shaliyads and tefillin shalroshes. The Gemara asks, do I really need him to, do I need a hazaka for him to be an expert in both tefillin shaliyad and shalrosh? said when a person was buying tefillin from someone, and I'm not sure if he's an expert or not. Bodek shalosh shalrosh. I checked three shalyads and shalroshes. My love, or shalosh shalyad, or shalosh shalrosh. Doesn't mean check three roshes or three yads. The Gemara says no. shalosh mehen shalyad mehen shalrosh three. And some of them could be rosh, some of them could be shaliyad. But you got to say so two, one, one, two, whatever the case may be. The Gemara asks, But Rav Kana said, B'tfilin, If I bought tefillin from someone who I don't know if he's an expert, I bought rosh. I checked two of tefillin and of rosh. So how could Rav say you need three? My answer is Hamani. Who's that bright according to? Rabbi, he goes according to Rabbi. He holds a hazaka. You don't need three things to make hazaka. You don't need three years. You don't need three times. All you need is two. So like Ma says, Rabbi, if you want to say it's Rabbi, Emma Sefa, look at the Sef of that bright Vechen batsevet asheni in the second group. Vechen batsevet ashlishi and the third group. You have to check in the second and third group. Now ve'i Rabbi, and if it's Rabbi, shelishi mi itle does he? Make you check the third group. You uh, needs twice for a hazaka. So the Gemara explains not modere b bitzvatim if they're in groups. Means if the the tefillins are in packages, demitret latagavrezabin. That means he bought it from two or three different person, and you have to check each and every single one. So the Gemara says Then you have to check the fourth group and the fifth group. I did stop after three. So the answer is, you're right. That would be the same halacha by the fourth case, the fifth case, the fifth group, whatever you have. So why did you write shalishi? He just wanted to say that hazakat doesn't work in this type of case.
So he, he went one past his hazaka, his hazakas two, he went the three. And really, the fourth uh, group, fifth group, he has to check it because you never know who he got it from. Okay. If you found them as Tsevatim or Kerichot. Now, the Gemara asks, What's Tsevatim and what's Kerichot? It's the same idea. It's a bundles and groups of Tfilin. What's the difference? Tsevatim. Zuve zuve, it's uh, tied together. Yishaliyat uh, shelrosh as a, as one group, and kerichot the kerichan tuvaz. When you have one big mix of shaliyat uh, shelrosh, everything one big mix. Now we said if you found them tsevatim or kerichot, machshich alehenu meviam. You wait there till Motzei uh, Shabbat and you bring them all in at the same time. Now the Gemara asks, ve'amai le'alinu zugzug. Why don't you bring them in pair by pair, like we said before? the son of said I got the perush of this uh, Mishnah from my father. Zugzug. If I we're talking about a when do you wait till night? When you bring them pair by pair, and you would finish them off before Shkia time on Motzei Shabbat, meaning. If I have five, six pairs, okay, how long does it take you to go back and forth? Ten minutes? I have half hour toshkiah, not a problem. Then machnisan zugzug, bring them in pair by pair. Ve'ilo, if I have about a hundred pairs of tefillin over there, and I don't have enough time to bring them all there, so then machshich alen, you wait till Motzei Shabbat, umvian, then you bring them all together to the city. Ubsakana mechasan ve'olech, and when it's, in, when it's in a dangerous situation, you cover them and you walk. Ve'hatanya ubsakana molichan pachot pachot me'arba amot. We said if it's a case of danger, then you take them, you walk four amot, you, you stop, you walk less than four amot and you stop, less than four amot and you stop. So how, why do we say in the Mishnah that you cover them? Amarav lakasha ha'besakanat nochri ha'besakanat listim. If I'm worried that the goyim are going to hurt me if they see me putting on tefillin, then you cover them and bring them that way. Now, if you're worried that the goyim are going to steal tefillin and ruin it or do something, or if you have a big uh, pile over there of tefillin and you have to stand over there till Motzei Shabbat, and uh, I'm worried that uh, you know someone might hurt me, then okay, then you take it to less than four amot and uh, you walk less than four amot. So this way, uh, nothing bad will happen to the tefillin. So Abaye now tells him back. What's the case in our Mishnah according to you? You worry that the, the guy is going to find out about this? Look at the Sefer. What you do, you make, a, you make a line. Each guy gives it to his friend, even if it's a hundred guys. Remember that? And he goes, what's the problem over there? You're just going to bring more attention and you're going to have bigger problems. So the Gemara explains, No, the Mishnah was missing words, and this is the way to say it. Where you cover it, you're worried that they might uh, kill you because you put on tefillin. If you're just worried they're going to steal it, or they're going to hurt you, if they see you, they're waiting. Then you walk less than four amot. And over there, Rabbi Shimon argues, and says, I'll bring your friends, and one will give it to the other. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Notnan, Nechavero, each one passes out to the next person. 
And Tosfot, by the way, so he brings out that Rabbi Shimon only argues when you have other people there with you. That that's a better idea than walking less than less than four amot. But if you're there by yourself, then you should walk uh, less than four amot. Uh, so now the question is, what's Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon really arguing about? More Savar Tanakama holds amot adif. It's better to walk less than four amot. Why the iamart? Not none the Havero, the Havero, the Havero, because if you're going to tell me, give it to one friend, friend to the other, and to the other, to the other. Everyone's going to find out, and everyone's going to see you guys playing this game on Shabbat, and uh, it's not a good idea. Giving it to one friend to the other is better. Why? Because if you're going to get, you're going to play that four Amot game, sometimes you're not going to pay attention, you're going to pass more than four Amot, and you're going to walk more than four Amot, and you're going to shoot So now, same idea with your son. What's your son doing in the middle of the, of, of the, of the field that you have to bring him in? Meaning, they only let you bring it in, what kind of honest happened? So the Bei Menashat Ana, in the Bet Midrash of Menashat, they explained Bishildato Imova said his mother gave birth to him in the field, and you have to bring him into town. Umay Afilu Henme. What does that mean? Even if they're hundred, the Afagav de Kashle de Kashia le Yada. Even though it's not good to have a child go from hand to hand, he's not comfortable that way. Still, it's better that way. Afilu Achiyad. If it's better that way than to carry him for Amot each person. Or less than four amot each person. Rabbi Yehuda, a person puts a barrel in his friend's hand, and his friend, his friend, his friend, his friend, and so on. Lately, the Rabbi Yehuda had it not what Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold. That a behemah, an animal, or any utensil, it goes after the owner. And if the owner is allowed to walk only 2,000 amot this way, then the animal is only allowed to walk 2,000 amot this way. And on the kelim can only walk 2,000 amot, and it can't go further. So why is Rabbi Uda allowing you to carry uh, this uh, barrel by giving it from one person to the other? Amar Ashlakish Mishum Levi Savar. Ashlakish said in the name of Levi, the grandfather. Ha'cha be'mayaskin. Now what are we talking about? Bimaran mehavit lehavit. You're pouring it from one barrel to the other. Verebiudal tamen. Verebiuda holds according to his uh, his shita. The amar ma'im and ba'em amash. Water is not really anything. It has no real substance, and therefore, it's, there's no isur of tehomian on it. Ditanan. We learned in the Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah was about the lady borrowing uh, b- borrowing uh, flour and water and salt from her neighbor. And we said that uh, the ingredients could only go whatever the, ar- the area that they're allowed to go. N- and nothing passed, like sort of like a Hamar Gamal situation. However, the Biuda Poter Bemaim, the Biuda holds that water, the, the, the halachot of Tehumin uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't apply to water. There's no real substance to water. So, wait a second. When the Mishnah says later on, the Hachamim hold, it says, it can't go, this thing can't go more than its owner's feet, meaning wherever the owner's allowed to go, it goes. What does that mean? It says it. That means it's talking about the barrel. So the Gemara explains that Hachamim mean that whatever's inside of it can't go more than what the owner goes. 
Lo yalech mashe bezo. What's inside of it? Yoter miragleh abalim. More than what the owner is allowed to go. And that's because hachemim uh, go with their shita that water is something. Atikama asks, Emma the shamat le rebiuda. Maybe rebiuda says water has nothing. It's not. It's nothing of substance. Hechadibli angari. So that's when it's mixed in the dough, and you can't really tell where the water is. But when you could actually see water, did you hear Biuda say that they're nothing? Regular water in a pot, right? When you have mamash water right there, he's going to tell you it's batel, it's, it's as if it's not there. Water and salt are bater. They're like nalfa. They're not there when they're in the dough. But if they're in the pot, they're not batel. Because we can see the sauce and the, the sauce is water and it's not batel. And if that's the case with sauce, then kosher can when there's water by itself. What are we dealing with over here? We're dealing with a barrel that was with you on Erev Shabbat in one area. And the water wasn't, I guess it wasn't in that barrel when Shabbat started. And then we put water in. Whether it's from a sink, whether it's from a river, wherever the case may be. And the barrel is now nullified compared to the water. The water is the more important part. The barrel is just there to hold up the water. Become like the Ikaran Batel thing, the Gabe Mukze Keditanan, Hamotzi Hai Bemita. A person takes out a living person on a bed, Patur Afalamita, your Patur completely, even for carrying the bed, because the bed is not important to compare to the person, and the Haino Set Atzmo, a person carries his own self. And the same idea, a person takes out food less than a shi'ur of whatever you'd be hayav on Shabbat in a uh, plate or in a bowl or in a cup. You're patur on the, the food because less than a shi'ur. And you're patur afala keli. You're also patur for carrying that cup or whatever it is. Because the keli, the utensil, is nothing compared to the, what the food or the liquid inside of it. Mativ Rav Yosef, but now the Gemara asks that Rav Yosef brings a brayta. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Bashayara, people are in a caravan and they're in the middle of a valley and they didn't do an iruv. How are they going to get the water from one person to the other? Notena dam havit lahavero. Person gives the barrel to his friend lahavero lahavero. Now Bashayara in with the, when when you're in a, a caravan in the middle of nowhere, you're allowed to do that. And we say that uh, the, the barrel is uh, nothing compared to the water inside of it. But if you're not in, a, uh, in, a, in that special caravan in the middle of nowhere situation, then you're not allowed to do, uh, do that idea of passing from one friend to the other. And this is a problem on Rabbi Yehuda who always allows you to give from one friend to the other. Also in our Mishnah, when we said you pass it from one friend to the other, and I was also talking about a caravan situation in the middle of nowhere. Abaye Amar, our Mishnah is not necessarily only talking about the caravan group in the middle of nowhere. 
with when if you're in a caravan in the middle of nowhere, even if the havit was koneshevita and there was water inside of it, you're allowed to pass it to one another because they're anus, meaning they're in, they're sort of in a dangerous or uncomfortable situation that they have to get water, and that's the only way to do it. That's the best situation. And when we said in our mishnah. Even even without that group in the middle of nowhere. Why? We're talking about Havit Shekanta Shevita. Havit that uh, was Konesh Shevita. It's meant to be part of my home. We filled up water on Shabbat. And that's why our Mishnah, we allowed it even without a caravan. Now, we're going back to the question about, from, about Rabbi Uda that uh, the behemoth, the kilim, have to go after the owner, how are you allowing him to pass the, the havit or the barrel from one person to the other and he goes past your home? Rav Amar, hacha behavit dehefker askin. Now we're dealing with the barrel that is hefker. Umayim dehefker askin. And then the water also it rained on Shabbat or something. It was, it was hefker. Nobody, it was onless. You found it in the middle of nowhere. And it belongs to like uh, whoever picked it up. And you want the minute you give it to the next person, it becomes like uh, his home, and the next person becomes like it goes after his home, and so on. Uman Amru. So who's the who's those who told Rabbi Yehuda this could only go as much as the owner? Rabbi Yehuda ben Uri. He goes according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Uri. Damar hafsef ker konin shvita. Rabbi Yehuda ben Uri holds. We touched on it earlier, I think, in the fourth parak, that something that is hefker, something that is ownerless, it is konet shvita, meaning it is konet its area, and you can't take it more than 2,000 amot of wherever it was at the start of Shabbat. So then the Gemara asks, But they said to him, it shouldn't go more than the owner. What owner? You just said it's ownerless. Now the perush is, Lo elu yoter this uh, basically they're explaining it as these utensils can't go more than uh, than uh, than any other utensil that has uh, an owner meaning it can't go more than 2000 amot from where it started from the same idea the this water could only go 2000 amot from wherever you found it on shabbat now the next mishnah starts haya kore basefer a person is reading a megillah uh, Sefer Torah, anything like that, by the by the edge of his house, by the threshold. Then it gagal sefer me. I don't know. All of a sudden, the sefer, you know, I guess it, it fell out of your hand and it rolled. And part of the sefer is in your hand in the house, and the other half is already in Rishut Arabim. Golelo it's lo. You could roll it back to you to the threshold of the house. If a person is reading any of these Megillot or anything on top of a roof, and that's Rishut Yahid, and uh, I guess you, you let go of one side of the Megillah and it fell, if it's before, if it dropped, but it's still 10 Tefahim higher than the ground, then then you roll it back to you. Once it reached 10 Tefahim, what do you do? You flip the, the writing towards the wall and you can't roll it up until Motzei Shabbat. Even if it's just above the ground, the size of a thread of a needle. It's low, you roll it back to you. Even if it's on the ground, it's low, you roll it back to you. Because there is no derabanan 
that could stand in front of Bizayon, disrespecting the, the, the Kitvea Kodesh. And since you're still holding on to it, it's not totally on the ground, then it's only the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan versus uh, disrespecting uh, Sifrea Kodesh. Don't worry about it, bring it back to you. It's the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan weren't going in this type of situation. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.